and development tax credit was enacted to encourage and stimulate growth and innovation but it has a lot of companies turning into shrinking violets out of fear of an audit on this episode of fiona's r&d tax credit podcast we're debunking arguably the greatest myth in r&d tax credits that claiming an r&d tax credit is an invitation for irs scrutiny Our guest today is the one and only Raheem Walji, Director of R&D Tax Incentives at Cross Border Solutions. Welcome, Raheem. Hello. Nice to have you back with us. Absolutely. For sure. So let's dive into it. Many companies believe that once they apply an R&D credit, they're susceptible to an audit. Why is this such a common misconception? I think that many companies in general just fear and audit. And so anything that seems outside the norm or new to them or uh, a perceived risk, they, they sort of balk at it. And, and it's better to maintain status quo instead of pursuing these credits or pursuing another incentive that, that exists out there. And I think the reality is because people conflate filing and getting audited is the same thing when in fact, they're not necessarily related, right? The IRS can choose to look into a corporate tax return who've claimed the R&D credit or who've claimed any other number of incentives or benefits that exist out there. And the selection process is generally random. So, you know, those types of things I think companies should consider when they're looking at this is that there's not any specific items that really are red flags from the IRS from time to time. They do pick certain areas to look at because there's maybe increased filings or there has been some funny business, if you will, with those types of incentives. And so they do have these themes that kind of go from from different cycles into different areas. But there's no specific, this credit will get you audited, this incentive will get you audited. Kind of this thing of like, don't flatter yourself. Like this is just random selection here. Exactly. Exactly. Kind of mentality. Hi, I'm Matthew DeMello, and you may know me as the host of the Fiona Show Cross-Border Solutions Weekly Transfer Pricing Podcast. And while I love to discuss transfer pricing, this podcast isn't the only place you can hear me doing it. Cross-Border Solutions recently relaunched Transfer Pricing University, a live webinar series where you can learn about modern-day transfer pricing, everything from methodologies to comparables to preparing documentation to meet country-specific regulations. Good stuff, I know. Chief Economist Mimi Song leads the sessions. I just ask the occasional obvious question. Since our program is NASBA certified, you can earn one CPE credit for joining each session. Pretty sweet. So what are you waiting for? Join us for Transfer Pricing University Weekly. Classes are free, so now you really have no reason to miss it. Sign up at xbs.ai slash tpu. Okay, let's let's play on the other side of the field. If you do get audited, does the IRS review your R&D tax credit claim? The real answer is it depends. There are times when they really just want to focus on a specific area of the return or something that, like I said, is maybe in one of those cycles or one of those phases that a certain commissioner and the vision that they have for the IRS is, is going to look at. I know captive insurance at one point was a was a really big deal, right? They definitely review all parts of a return when it comes to a traditional audit, especially where there are tax liabilities or tax payments, if you will, right, that are getting reduced, meaning where the IRS is understanding why there have been changes to the the tax structure and what the IRS is going to get at the end of the day. So it's not necessarily that you claim the R&D credit, 
they're looking at those parts of the returns to understand how various accounting principles or benefits or incentives are impacting that that tax liability. So if you do get audited, it shouldn't be an issue if you have proper documentation surrounding the claim. Raheem, what is proper R&D tax credit documentation? Essentially, what do revenue officers want to see? So this is a really good question, I think, that businesses need to understand when they're dealing with this, right? So documentation is very key when it comes to financials in general, right? And so I think companies should understand that if you do maintain proper documentation, I think there's a really, really less likelihood of any issues being encountered because, to your point, the agents that come in and look at these tax returns can see the documentation they need. In terms of what specifically these revenue officers or agents want to see, it depends on the business itself, right? There's no specific line item list of documents that the IRS or state tax authorities are looking for because traditionally they understand that businesses operate very broadly in terms of their processes, procedures, and documentation. Everybody knows you have to keep your financials on average for seven years and things like that, but the IRS and the state tax authorities are not saying you have to have this particular piece of code or you must have a picture of this part of the design, right? They leave it broad because there's different industries and different size companies, but traditionally, it's going to be documentation related to the expenses and the projects being conducted. So on the expenses side, right, the quantitative or financial side, you're looking for employee W-2s, right? Because wages are one of the expenses that can be captured. Maybe supply ledgers and different uh, accounting statements that help demonstrate the costs that have been expended throughout the year on these various R&D projects. On more of the qualitative side of things, right? You think about an architecture company or an engineering company, any industry that goes through an iterative design process, right? Version one, version two, version three, you know, having copies of those designs and the red line changes that evolve as you go through that process, those are very helpful to demonstrate in those industries what could qualify. Software has its piece, right? You think about food and beverage and chemical manufacturing, these chemical test results, right? Those can be demonstrative of whether something was qualified or not because it either passed the test or failed the test and what tweaks were made and changes. So it's really meant to be intentionally broad, but those are the types of documentation that you'll need. And sometimes you'll find that contractual agreements and things like that are really another beneficial way of of finding additional information. What about companies that say that the process of documenting and claiming the credit is, is too expensive? How, do you, how would you debunk that myth? Sure. That's important, I think, to understand. So the process of documenting and, and claiming the, the credit itself, I think when you look at it in a traditional model, it could be it could be seen as expensive, right? So in the past, you've had to get expert consultants who are by their definition and the expertise that they bring are not cheap, right? The, the time that they spend, the, the advice that they can offer, those types of costs were, were definitely not inexpensive at all trying to keep up with changing regulations and to try to keep up with, you know, all of these updates that are happening all the time. Again, more time, more effort, more cost. Some people think that they have to put systems into place and, oh, we need to get this tracking system or, oh, we need to get this um, document retention policy and we need to upgrade our servers and all that. That's really not the case anymore, right? So those things that I'm talking about are really the past. In today's day and age with technology and the way that companies have to maintain different information, whether it's, you know, information from an IT security standpoint, or even just the basic policies and procedures that are there, companies don't realize, but they're actually keeping a lot more information 
than they were before, right? Trying to track paper documents is, is a lot harder. And so yeah. the technology not only helps retain the documentation, right? It's easier to save a file than it is to put something in a filing cabinet because eventually that filing cabinet gets full. But the technology centralizes the information. You can get updates now, right? So I'll give you an example from, from cross-border side. Our software and the artificial intelligence is there is always scouring different state legislative websites and, and country credit legislation to see, okay, what are the updates, what's coming, and then providing that to our research team to make sure it's accurate and passed into law and then put into the software, right? So you can see how the software tool now has made it so much easier to do to do all these things. And then Really, the, the expensive part is trying to claim something like this without taking the time to understand what's needed or guesstimating, if you will, on different expenses, because that's where, you know, if, if there is a review by a tax authority, then then you don't have the right information to, to support yourself. And that is going to be way more expensive than the tools that are available today and at the, at the inexpensive cost. Of Note to multinational companies everywhere. If you think the coronavirus has affected your bottom line, take a look at how it's devastated the economies of governments around the world. And where do you think tax authorities will look to make up for all that lost revenue? That's right, your transfer pricing. You can't afford to be non-compliant, but then you probably can't afford to pay for an overpriced consultant who bills by the hour either. Oops, sorry, big four. We've got the answer. Cross-border solutions AI-powered transfer pricing software keeps you in compliance by preparing accurate, hyper-localized reports that protect you from transfer pricing audits, penalties, and adjustments. And our technology is available for one flat fee, a fraction of what you'd pay a big-name consultant. Again, apologies, Big Four. Stay in compliance and on budget with cross-border solutions, AI-driven transfer pricing software. It's no wonder we're the global leader in AI-driven tax solutions. There we go again. I'm so sorry, Big. You know what? Wait, who am I kidding? Sign up for a free demo of cross-border solutions transfer pricing technology today at xbs.ai slash tp that's xbs.ai slash tp yeah i mean after all we're, we're living in the 21st century it's time to start acting like it technology has been last to help you know the tax yeah abso- absolutely so in your personal experience you've been doing this for for a while how has technology made your job easier you know i come from a traditional professional services background so i'm originally an attorney by background. You know, government compliance has sort of been always a, a field that I've been exposed to and, and really enjoyed. And tax credits are just that, right? How do you comply with all of the rules? And historically, both the legal industry and the tax industry have been very technology averse. And so it makes the job a lot harder, right? And without that technology, yes, you're using Excel and different spreadsheets and templates and tools, but there's so much human error you encountered in the process. Um, you have to go through three or four or five reviews of quality control to make sure everything is accurate. And it's hard to repeat things over and over again. And you have to send out all these different surveys and collect all these different emails. And so you can see how this gets very broad and you know it spreads its, its web out into so many different areas. Technology has changed all of that. The software that's available nowadays can calculate the credit for you. It can create the entity structures that you need. It can make sure that everything is accurate. It can actually provide you insights and draw patterns in the data and all the things that you know you would need 10, 15 years of experience to be able to figure out 
a lot of this analysis can be done with technology very quickly. So it makes it, again, you know, very inexpensive for customers who are using the software, right? It makes it more valuable for them, but it also ensures the accuracy um, and the quality of the work, which is really, really exciting as well. You don't have to just rely on someone who says, trust me, you know, the software can show you the steps that it took to get to that answer and you can verify it and, and things like that. So I think that's just some of the examples. I mean, I could probably give you more, but those are just some of the high level examples I think of how technology has really impacted, you know, the law and, and tax and, you know, R&D tax credits in particular. What advice do you have for companies that are worried about applying for the credit because of audit fears? How, how would you soothe their fear on that? Sure. I think the first thing is to make the R&D tax credit a priority within the firm. I think a lot of people underestimate the power of a mindset of a collective group of people to to achieve a goal and and really make it a priority for a company, right? So I think the benefits of the R&D tax credit itself are immense. And, you know, not just in the pandemic right now and all the things that are going on with companies struggling left and right, but in general, right, I think for businesses that even are doing well, the R&D credit is still a valuable tool to minimize the tax you have to pay and maximize the investment. And so the takeaways that I would say are make sure it's a priority within the firm. Um, Proper documentation goes a long way, right? An, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, right? You say that a lot, but it's Ooh, it, it yeah, really true. Like you that. take the time to document this stuff and do it as you go, right? That's one of the things we here at Cross Borders, you know, prefer and, and, and try to stress to our customers is if you conduct this analysis as you go, as opposed to at the end of the year and thinking back what you did for 12 months, it, it's very difficult to do that, right? And so technology is, I think, the third takeaway. So you know, R&D is more beneficial than it is risky. Documentation is key, right? That prevention versus um, cure. And then technology can really help organizations become more centralized in terms of the information, more transparent in the way that they're doing things, and more efficient in allowing their team members and their subject matter experts the flexibility to put the information in the system when they want instead of having to do a formal interview all the time to get that done. So technology really is is, is going to change the 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 way this industry operates and how it can help customers. A global pandemic, a grim economic forecast, feeling the squeeze, an R&D tax credit can help lower your burn. If you qualify, the IRS and some state governments will give you a tax credit equal to 10% of your company's spend on development activities. You can even take the credit against payroll taxes if you're in the red. All you have to do is claim it. So what's stopping you? If an expensive application process is turning you off, sorry, now you really have no excuse. Cross-Border Solutions AI-driven R&D tax credit software eliminates the need for pricey consultants and allows you to apply for R&D credits all over the world for one low fee. After all, why should you have to spend your whole R&D tax credit on getting your R&D tax credit? It's your money. Keep more of it with Cross-Border Solutions, the global leader in AI-driven tax solutions. Request a demo today. Visit xbs.ai slash rd. That's xbs.ai slash rd. So... Raheem, this has been a very informative discussion. The takeaway here is that your concern should be on having proper documentation, not fear of an audit, and technology helps you to keep that proper documentation in line. I I feel like I need to properly end this podcast with FDR when he said the only thing to fear is fear itself. Thank you so much for being with us, Raheem. Always a pleasure to hear your insight. 
Absolutely. Anytime. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple or Spotify. That's Fiona's R&D Tax Credit Podcast. And we'll fill you in on the R&D tax credits in every episode. I'm your host, Christy Clements. This podcast was engineered by Matt DeMello. Marilyn Mitchenstrom is our executive producer. For CPE credits, email the Fiona Show at xbs.ai. That's the Fiona Show at xbs.ai. Thanks everyone for tuning in and catch you next time. Mm-hmm.